Welcome to Too Deep, Hokies Under the Influence. My name is Pete Berthaud and my co-host is Robbie Dowling. Virginia Tech lost to Pitt 52-22. to How are you feeling? Uh, it's It's gotten a little worse. <laughs> After, uh, I thought GT was going to be like the low point. You know, you, you hit the low point and then you kind of just, you know, pick it up from there. Uh, we've, we managed to find a new low point, which is actually, I'm, I'm kind of impressed a little bit, uh, that you could actually, you know, set two records for Bud Foster getting absolutely gassed on defense. Um, not only setting a record, but then beating his own record the next week. So that was, um, that was, uh, impressive and, you know, but I've got a smile on my face and we're going to try and get through this. Uh, this is going to be uh, a shorter podcast because, quite frankly, this team is hot garbage right now. It's true, man. It really is. And and uh, <laughs> you said earlier, maybe we should put the same amount of effort into this podcast as they put into that game. <laughs> yeah. I, um, wow. Why don't you give us a cheers? Because you know we can't do that, but give us a cheers. <laughs> I will... Um, uh, I'll do it. Cheers to the fact that there there are still some people on this. How about this? We'll keep it positive. There's some there's some people on this team that are still playing hard. I think people we would all agree with is still playing hard. I think Willis is still trying to make plays with his feet and his body, um, and is still playing hard. Um, it's tough. You know, Kuma has had some nice plays, um, but. And um, Hazelton has been inconsistent, and but has had some nice plays, and that that's about all I can muster up. Like there, there are still people, and I feel bad for them that are really trying to put it in this season. And then there are other people, I guess. Also, cheers to those that are just literally inexperienced players. Like they're like it's not that they're not even putting in effort; they just don't even know what to do. It's like watching my, you know, year and a half year old trying to like walk around. Sometimes she just like doesn't know how to walk and just like eats, <laughs> eats shit and like just falls on her face. And I look at her, I'm like, Oh, well, I guess she's going to learn how to, to walk better. So, uh, I don't, I don't want to put it all on effort as necessarily, although I think there is a big problem that way. So cheers to those, those guys out there that are playing hard and trying to play well. Um, but they just don't, they don't have the experience or the talent or whatever the case may be right now. I wholeheartedly agree with the cheers to Willis. Cheers. Yeah. He's one of the few people that was actually out there trying his damnedest. Kuma, I would say also in that game, people's is always trying, it's hard to really know on the defense because, like you said, there's so much experience and they are just falling on their face over and over again, L- quite literally. Uh, <laughs> you said last week we're just trying to crash land this plane as softly as possible going into the end of the year. And at this point, we're heading for a straight kamikaze, man. It is <laughs> it is look out below because we're, we're coming in. <laughs> My favorite track of the, uh, the, uh, the season is, uh, comes back to bite me in the butt because if I'm, well, if I'm mowing the lawn, I'm listening to Eminem's kamikaze over and over again. And somehow it came back and, uh, now I'm, I'm feeling the repercussions. It describes our season perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Let's do a couple news and notes before we, uh, Try to sum up what we saw on Saturday. Hokie Hoops beat Gardner Webb 87 59. 
the freshman Isaiah Wilkins comes out of nowhere, scores 21, hits five threes, and he tied Alexander Walker for the leading scorer in the game. Amazing performance by that kid. He's kind of a thicker kid, uh, got a big body for being a freshman, and they said he was going to redshirt up until Chris Clark's suspension, I think. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it, granted, it was a little closer at halftime than we all would have liked, but th- they came into their own. They played very well, and we're a uh, we're a basketball school. So, uh, you know, I I think that it's important that we pay attention. And I also saw on top of that, not after, I mean, that's not like a great win, but let's start it off with a W. I evidently Bud came out and said that we were supposed to play another game an out of conference game. I think it was Kentucky uh, this week. Oh yeah. Buzz was talking on tech talk live that we were supposed to play Kentucky in the garden in Madison square garden. Uh, I guess this past weekend, you know, who knows how many discussions go into various games, but apparently Kentucky quote unquote canceled it uh, and it didn't happen, but that would have been something else. Well, you know, you know why I'm bringing that up because it's just, it's going to rub somebody there. (laughs) wrong way and i'm not i'm not saying that they passed because we could have beaten them i'm just saying that we probably would have beat them i'm just you know i i'm just looking at but i guess we'll never know yeah yeah i think that was a shout out to the drake brothers who were on last (laughs) year's podcast that i went to kentucky with when virginia tech played in lexington last year we had a great time but i'll tell you it would be really fun to watch them play kentucky in a neutral site in the garden which i've never been to that would have been very cool Nevertheless, Ball State is up next for the Hokies in the Charleston Classic. It's actually at 11.30 a.m. on Thursday during the workday on ESPN2. If we were to win that, we would likely play Alabama, creating a rematch of the NCAA tournament game that we played against Alabama. It's just tough with one game under our belt to really start drawing conclusions of what what we see in this team. But I think overall, I think it's... um, you know, it's been exciting so far. I think the momentum is is forward leaning. I think that um, it, it it looks good. I think Justin Robinson looks you know excellent, obviously. And and I don't know. I don't. I'd be interested in your thoughts on on how we carry this forward because there's just so many kind of meaningful but meaningless games starting off the season. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, Buzz was harping on the fact that Ball State is no joke and that this this is a real test. And we didn't look great against Gardner-Webb, and we only have one big man. And you saw P.J. Horn, who's, I guess, our backup five, foul out of the game in quick fashion. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions to be answered. We dropped a spot in the polls to number 16 in the AP poll this week. Not that that really matters, but we're 16. We're like a top 20 team, so lots of ex- expected of us. And we could easily go out and lose to Ball State. Like, I, I there's no way to really know what's going to what the next few months are going to be like. I think we're going to be a tough team, a competitive team, a team that can gas, uh, you know, people off the court, you know, or like really keep up physically with people, but just height wise and foul wise and getting to the 200 minute mark, which you have to get to, it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge uh, for, for buzz throughout this year, managing the players. And we're still waiting on Landers Nolly to get back. Apparently that was due to his ACT score, which he scored too high so the NCAA questioned it, I guess, because they thought it was false. I, I don't freaking know, but he's got to take the ACT again. I, that that is the most angry. Clear uh, the path. That was a, I've, I, 
I, that was one of the uh, second times I want to punch a, my uh, computer screen is knowing that his score was too high. But like, you know how hard it is to cheat on an SAT, like ACT on an SAT, like, and, and why uh, I was blown away when his and score his coach was too had high. his back. It's not like I, I don't. It's a very strange situation. Um, I don't. Whatever. But we're hoping that will get cleared up. We'll have Nally back. Add to the depth. I'm excited to watch us against Ball State and throughout the weekend because even if we lose, there's consolation games to be played and stuff. So we have at least uh, two, maybe three games this weekend for the Hokies. Back to football. Hugh Sean Gaines. How Sean Gaines. (laughs) How did he do it, Gaines? Torres ACL in the game. Uh, (laughs) That's another player down on defense for Tech. It it is getting laughable, although it is – it's really not funny how bad our depth and attrition has gotten. Uh, Belmar didn't play last weekend. Hewitt didn't play last weekend. We've lost tons of guys via dismissals and season-ending injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and Gaines is now added to the list, uh, playing with tons of youth. It's really, as I put on Twitter, unprecedented attrition, I, I, especially with the six guys that left for the NFL last year on defense. It's it's kind of unbelievable what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, I mean, and we can. I'm fine because there's different emotions that are going through. It seems like the fan base. The more that I read and I write, if let's, I'm fine separating it. So let's like separate it into the attrition. The attrition is unprecedented by far. I mean, we are we have third string players that are starting now at this point because of um, whether it's injuries or releases and couple that with people that went to the NFL and like I said and I'll continue to say good for them I'm glad they went I'm happy for them and it's not it's no slight but we're dealing with the reality of the defense that we have it is uh it is it is rough right now in terms of what we're having to put out on the field and it's rough for the players as well and it, yeah it will make for a good experience for them yeah okay maybe but in the in the interim period it's extremely bad. And then there's the other side of it, which I like bifurcating, which is the effort, the tackling, like tackling is not supposed to be as difficult as we've made it out to be. I mean, there, there, there are times and we'll get into the game that, you know, Hall and some of these players are have four or five. At one point there was seven people around Olison trying to tackle him seven. Okay. And we couldn't take him down. That, in my mind, is not is not like oh, that's experience. That's you know that that that's a little different than it would be otherwise. And that's not to say that's lack of effort. I just don't know if it's a lack of effort, talent, or experience, or maturity, or not being in the weight room for three years. I don't know what it is of those things. I do know it looks like dog shit. Like it was ugly as hell at certain points, but we can get into that. So the attrition has been um, mind numbing. It really has. Let's do the game recap. This is going to be real quick. Ready? We got our asses kicked for 30 minutes. We were down 31-7 at the half. They didn't punt in the first half. Then we got our asses kicked for another 30 minutes. And the game was over. (laughs) And it was 52-22. to Do you like that game recap? Was that good? I think that's... um... We're, we're usually, if anybody knows us, pretty positive people. But, yeah, I think that actually covers it. Pickett got comfortable early, was like six out of his first seven. And that was kind of the death knell to me. Like, I, 
Again, I had a wedding. Now, I want to say this. I want to clarify this for everyone. I was at a wedding for ODU. I was also at a wedding for Duke, which was our best game in reality. So (laughs) the superstition of the wedding is here nor there, but I didn't watch the game. What I did do is, you know, check the score a few times, check the stats. I see that Pickett is completing virtually every pass, and I'm like, we have absolutely no shot to win this game. And that was when it was like 10 to nothing or whatever. I was like, he's hitting every pass. They already run the ball so well. If he's comfortable at all, he's capable. I thought I didn't think he would be able to get that comfortable that easily, but he was. And to me, that was I saw that and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to check the score at the end and we'll see because I, I there's no chance we're winning this game. And lo and behold, they score 52 which is a a joke, and we've seen those runs at the end of the game. I did watch the game after the fact. The runs at the end of the game, which we saw against ODU, against Notre Dame, and again in this game, it's just a symptom of giving up, and it just adds and pads those ridiculous stats that we keep having to read off every week of records being broken, worst performance by Bud's defense, worst performance since 1973, you know, four times that teams have scored 45 points against us this season it's it's unreal like even even with all the attrition and all the youth and all the experience does it have to be record settingly bad like do we have to set records every week that that's it's okay to be bad if you're inexperienced do we have to set fucking records yeah no and i think that's where the frustration comes in and um and we can get to well, we'll cover the our offense as as well because I know there's a lot of thoughts out there. But the the defense, um, it and I I joked around with you and and a few other people that we text around with, and I, it honestly looked like a NFL team lining up against a high school team because it wasn't even like it wasn't even competitive. Like it was just like, Hey, you know, you jump on the show. It looked like little giants, the movie, like when spike is just like, like bulldozing people. And, um, I turned it off the, I turned the game off. I had to watch it two more times, one for stats and then one for the podcast. So I had to watch it, you know, half of a game. I watched two and a half times of this game and I wanted to kill myself. It was, um, it was atrocious. It, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen anybody not care. I've never seen anybody not being able to drag down the the the, the pit. The pit running backs are not. We are not talking about elite running backs. They are extremely talented. I will be. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. this it's this, not Todd Gurley. Yeah, this, this is not <laughs> like you know you you're not playing. It's Joel. not James Conner. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> who who I mean who else in college football? Like it's not even AJ Dillon. You know yeah. it's. They're good. They are good backs. They are not elite. They're big and they're strong. And we just, for some reason, bounce right off of them. <laughs> yeah. And um, we we can't do, and maybe just sum up our offense. Um, you know, I think, you know, Kuma made some plays. Turner's, Turner is attempting to make plays. Um, Savoy sliding on the first down marker made me want to punch myself in the face. Um, what? Uh, what? Uh, just can I pause you there for one second? What what is Savoy's deal? That that kid is he he is not good. And and let's he he is a he can make a play here or there. He makes so many freaking mistakes. It's like he stopped dead 
and slid on third down before the marker. Third and we saw him third do it against Florida State. It was a third Same and nine thing. that he yeah. and he slid at 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 eight yards. So he was, looked to the side to see where the marker was, and then he slid down right before it. It was like it, I I I just couldn't. I was at a loss for words because the ball bounces off his helmet against Georgia Tech. The ball bounces out of his hands against Miami last year. He dropped countless passes last year. He stopped short of the sticks twice this season. He does not belong in a Power 5 football field. And it's not his fault at this point. It's the coach's fault for keep putting him out there. He is not good. I'm not going to say he's trash. He has made touchdown plays this season. But he does not deserve to be on the field. Not unless it's garbage time. Yeah. Keep you're, going. You're not a seven. <laughs> you're not a Savoy fan. Um our kicker is two from six from beyond 40 yards, and he missed another one in this game, so that was not great. And passing twice on third and fourth down with like four yards to go, I'm gonna, I'm just going to say that that was kind of us just sending in the season. Like We were like, hey, we're done. You know, um, you know, if we have, that means we don't have a run game. Is basically where I'll wrap up on the offense, and... I don't know if we even want to get into defense because we kind of already did. And yeah. then we, we, we can, I want to finish some stuff on the offense though. And if, if there were two bright spots, it was Kuma making, trying his damnedest to make plays. Even he had a drop at one point, but he was the, the only pad, player. The chest pad doing, hit <laughs> right over on the slant route that really yeah. killed me. Six receptions, 80 yards, two touchdowns. And then I have to praise Willis and, especially with French's piece that came out last week that we discussed where, you know, he's making a lot of bad reads. He's making mistakes, but God damn it. He's the only person out there that's really fucking trying and trying hard as possible. And what killed me, and we can talk about Quincy Patterson getting rotated into the game. I don't mind Quincy going in in the first half when there's no rhythm and you're going to do a couple direct snap running plays because that's essentially the same thing as handing it off. It doesn't ruin anybody's rhythm. But when Willis is like running and getting us first downs and throwing for first downs and we're trying to get back and claw our way back in the game, and in the second half you throw Quincy in there just ruining the flow, Like, did that make any sense to you? It did. It meant they were giving up on the game. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm not, that's not a that, – that, I'm not being – that's not a joke. Right when I watched that, and I watched had to watch it repeatedly, it looked to me like, "Hey, let's give him some experience. Let's give him some game time." And this game's already over. And meanwhile, Willis is trying to drive and get touchdowns. It, you know how demoralizing that must be. Like how like how much of a slap in the face is that to? Yeah, okay, he's our backup quarterback. But guess what? Yeah. Willis is still out there. You can hate him, like him, love him, whatever your position is. He is still putting his body on the line and really trying to play well. He may not play as well as other quarterbacks do, but he's trying. And then you just pull him, and you're like, hey, let's just throw QP out there. And then, um, yeah, we're just going to yeah, just have him run it. And, we'll, and QP we'll see doesn't him. know what he's doing right now. Like, let's 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 make that clear. He doesn't... He doesn't know the whole playbook. He doesn't know how to complete a pass to an open James Mitchell in the back of the end zone. Um, he threw in Hazleton's direction. It went incomplete. But he he is not nearly the QB at this moment 
that Willis is. No one's expecting him to be. Exactly. But, Nobody's but, expecting w- him to be either. That's the whole point. <laughs> and w- but like I can't imagine the coaches are actually trying to give up on the game, but that just made no sense. I know you had already used him in the first half, so it's not like you burned a game by putting him in in the second half. We were still in the game the first time he came in. Maybe the coaches thought like we need to change it something up to get this game going, so they put him in in the first half. It would have, it would have burned me up if we threw him in the second half when it was out of hand. That would have burned me up. He had already been in, so that's fine. Because now we only got one game left of him with potentially three games left to play. And there's still, like, if you wanted to start him, it, it, say, say we go ineligible for a bowl. You know, start QP in the last game. You know, it, it, like, that, that would be my thing. But it, I, I, I regardless, mean, we got I, one I, game I, left. They're not going to burn his red shirt, right? They're only going to play him one more game out of however many we have left. I'm not 100% certain, certain that they wouldn't burn his red shirt at this point because the way they've used Because you think they're them, morons? Uh, well, the, the use of him has made no sense. The timing has made no sense. And maybe I'm not seeing things. And I'd love to, like, hop on to the key play or something and see somebody put a post out there that's like, hey, you didn't see this. Like you didn't like a, I'm a high school football coach and you didn't see that like, you know, the timing's been random. It's been suspect. It hasn't been in great times. And let's put it this way. It only took one play for Josh Jackson to go out. It only took one play for Michael Burr to get his collarbone snapped. It only took like, it only takes one play. And then guess what? Now we're at the end of the season. Now he's missing spring football. He's not getting the practice time there. Like you're, they're, you're they're, worried that QP could get hurt. Well, I'm just what saying. saying? No, what I'm saying is, is, use him if you're going to do it. Do it for the right reasons. And I'm not so sure that I'm seeing the right reasons, other than like, hey, we have four games, so you know, fuck it, let's just put him it, out there. And I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing a changeup. I'm not seeing. Yeah, I know he can run the ball. He's a bigger body. I understand that portion of it, but. It doesn't look like we're using it to play off of what Willis is doing. It just looks like we're throwing him out there. And if you want to throw somebody out there, fine. But that it just leads a lot of questions in my mind, I guess is the best way to put it, about what well, could for be. Well, me too, if you're going to direct snap it to him and have him run, like, you know, a called QB run, which is pretty much all he's done. He's thrown a few passes, but he's pretty much in there and just running the ball. Why not do something actually creative and have – him in the backfield with Willis at quarterback. Like something that would like be like, oh, what's going to happen here? Maybe Willis is going to throw it. Maybe QP is going to throw it. Like, But our, our coaches f- will fail to do anything creative. I think you texted me the other day. We run essentially like four plays. Like it's always this. It's always predictable. Am, am I like, no, it's, am I going crazy here? No, it's, I, I mean, it's, you got to roll the dice. It's either it's either the screen or it's people's up the middle. Sometimes we'll run it uh, to the edge a little bit, or it's the the back shoulder fade. And um, and believe me, that the weird part is is that the plays actually look really good. Like if you like look the the four plays. The problem is is that there's only four of them. But when like they're executed well, that's what makes me like so sick to my stomach. Sometimes is like. When they're executed well, we have really good wide receivers that do jump balls and go up and get it. We have Peoples that's working his butt off and actually gets the yards. We have the screenplay, and we have, but you need more than four, maybe. Well, and and that's the damning thing. Uh, uh, the, the damning thing for the play calling, for the rotation, the quarterback, whatever you want to say, it is, wait, is our quarterback bad? 
No, not really. He's not bad. Are the wide receivers bad? No, they're actually they're actually kind of good. Are the running backs bad? No, they're not bad. They're actually mediocre to above average. Okay, then why does your offense suck for the last five weeks? Okay, I'll, I'll tell <laughs> you why. I'll tell you why. It's a process of elimination. <laughs> well, we have good tight ends too. So, like, I mean, there's there's literally. Well, first of all, and Keen has uh, uh Keen is now just so everybody knows uh ten for eleven. So he's got uh, 10 for 11 uh, passes now. So this is the Keen uh, checkup. Uh, so you might want to pass to him more often because he has the highest completion percentage of anybody yeah, probably in the nation <laughs> right now, unless somebody's like 10 for 10. Then they, uh, But uh, at 11 passes, he's caught 10 of them and been productive. They haven't all been, been you know, showstoppers, but they've been productive. Let's take a beer break sum up the final thoughts on the defensive performance and just some of the stats. Cause we had, as a stat person, we need to at least look at them quickly and then just do a, something on Miami. So Robbie, what are you drinking? So I am drinking, I haven't even paid, the stone sanctimonious. I'm assuming that's how it is. Uh, I almost have to like rotate the entire beer to read the whole thing. IPA, uh, hop worship series. It's a stone beer. If you don't know where that is, then go watch the, uh, watch the game from last week because that's what you deserve. 7% alcohol and it's pretty good. It's, uh, I think of it as a normal stone beer. They, they never do anything bad. They never do anything that blows my socks off. It's kind of, uh, just a really good IPA. How about you? I'm drinking the Big Swell from Maui Brewing Company. This is from Hawaii, as you might might imagine. We had a listener send us six beers, all different beers, from Las Vegas, San Diego, Hawaii. He's in our military. His name's Peter Laclede. He sent us beer a couple years ago, and he sent us more beer this year. And I'm going to bring these down to Blacksburg. This, uh, this is one of the six I'm going to have tonight. I'll bring the rest to Blacksburg, and then you can have one on the next podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it is delicious. It's a tropical citrus hops, uh, India Pale Ale, an IPA, and it's six point eight percent. So perfect for me, and like that that tropical citrus really does come through. And since it is an islandy beer, that does match up really well. The can is really nice. And Pete, we can't thank you enough for sending us these beers yet again. You are awesome. If anyone else wants to send us beer, email us at two D V T at gmail.com and we can tell you where you can mail it um and i guess that's it for the beer break but yeah this maui brewing company big swell is awesome the defense (laughs) oh god i this is i just want to say it was obviously the whole thing was demoralizing 30 point loss to pit there's no other way to talk about it than it's demoralizing the optics are extremely bad for the national perspective uh, for the fans, for the team, for recruits that want to come to tech, like that's a tough one. We compete with Pitt for recruits, you know, and and they're seeing us lose to them by thirty. Uh, it it it's brutal. But the reason it was so brutal is because the defense, like Georgia Tech, couldn't stop anything. Six hundred fifty four yards given up, four ninety two rushing. I think you mentioned that thirteen point nine yards per play. That's the most yards per play in an FBS game in at least the last thirteen years. It would have been an NCAA record had Pitt run 50 plays. But you see, they only needed 47 plays to score 52 points. 
We ran 86 plays. <laughs> 86. We scored 22 points. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it, it leaves a, a bad taste in your mouth. And I know there's a... <laughs> There's a there's a lot of uh, you know well this is on the offense and this is on the defense so um, well I'll I'll save that for our summary how's that uh, we'll quickly okay. get to that um, Bud looked totally cool after the 35 yard run from Pitt where they actually demolished us um, and were pushing players around and he didn't seem to care that much uh, it happened twice for huge gains on their second drive. Uh, there's massive holes across the defensive line. There's gap fit, um, as French mentioned, that are problems. The NCAA record for yards per play, uh, 13.5, which was Georgia Tech versus Kansas in 2011. And uh, Pitt had 13.9 versus Virginia Tech. And as you mentioned, that was the whole 50 plays. You have to qualify for, for that. So Pitt didn't qualify for the record because they didn't actually need that many plays for to make us look as bad as we were. I've never seen so many missed tackles and tackles when we actually had our hands on people. And then when we did have hands on people, we got dragged. It was very reminiscent of um, you know, some of the things that we did against a couple players that shall not be named against UVA last year, where we just pushed their faces into the ground. They did that to us throughout the entire game. And, um, the only thing yeah, that's long run after long run. Yeah. Like, a, like it was like on repeat. You're like, wait, is this, are they showing a highlight? Yeah. Oh no. It's, um, it's just the running backs doing it yet again. I, I don't know how many runs of 20 yards or more they had. It might've been like six or at something. least I, well I, more than that. I couldn't, I couldn't find it, but it was a lot. Uh, I will and, say one more thing. I think it was sure. a tragedy that um, they didn't bring out oxygen tanks for Olsen and Hall for how much they had to run. I was, I honestly started to think, holy hell, these guys have to be like really, really tired, and one of them's going to pass out. So that's uh, that's where I kind of fell out on things. I don't know what happened to the rushing defense. It it was it was being held together. We had given up the two bus to Notre Dame and Florida State, and we talked about it before UNC. We're like, the run defense has been pretty good. They've just had these two busts. Otherwise, they're only giving up two yards of carry. Well, that is that is out the freaking window. This rush defense is, is the worst I've ever seen Virginia Tech have. We've given up 16 rush TDs in the last three games. I know one of those games was against a team that only runs. It, it doesn't matter. 16 rushing TDs only in the last three games. <laughs> Yeah, that's more than five a game if you can't do math. So that that is like I've never seen something that bad. Um, I I think with that I'm I'm done with the stats on the defense. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm just done with the defense in general. Um, so um, I think we right, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I final I wrote thought? and I'm trying to be. We've already used a bunch of expletives um, on this podcast, so I'm just gonna. I said f this s. So uh, you can figure out. Literally, my summary just says f this s. So you can. My my closing thought after after watching that is similar. It it would include those those words probably, but um, Fuente is now five and eight in his last thirteen games versus FBS opponents, and that was after starting fifteen and five in his first 20 games at Tech versus FBS opponents. It's a difference of 13 points per game. That, to me, I I know the personnel has changed and and stuff throughout those games, but um, the the offense isn't the one going through crazy 
attrition. Yes, we did lose Josh, but I, I'm 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 firmly in the camp that Willis is a better quarterback than Josh Jackson. Overall, total package, Willis is better. So, what's the problem here? Are you have you been figured out? Like is uh, is is this the Chip Kelly thing that happened in Philadelphia when he went ten and six, and then he was like, I want to say like nine and two, and then the rest of his tenure was a disaster, and he got fired because people figured him out, and that's what did people figure us out after that twentieth game, and when we went to Miami, the jig was up, like because it, it, like since that Miami game. We are five and eight versus FBS opponents. That's horrible. I mean, that's a full season. That's five and eight. And that's not with, that's with half of a season of good defensive players and half a good of a season with like experienced offensive players. So like what, what's going on here? No, it's, uh, it's a great point. And it's a great stat that you bring up. And um, I guess I'll just summarize my thoughts is like, there's this whole, and you know, if for for people that just listen to us or whatever you want to do, how much, however in depth you want to get into BT football and like be part of it and you know care about it or just like want to watch games and have fun, there's this whole offense versus defense like battle that's going on. Like, is it the offense's fault or is the def- defense's fault? The only thing that I know that is the truth, and I don't I don't like siding with either of those, is that the offense lost nobody. I agree with you. Willis is a good quarterback and he has problems. He has, but so is Josh Jackson. And I said this and I've told it, I said it to you. I said it to Joe, go look at our stats. Our stats show that pretty much everything, completion percentage, attempts, attempt attempt distance, uh, first down completion percentage, second down completion percentage, almost every stat is relatively in line with what Josh Jackson did. Um, and uh, what Gerard Evans did before. So you cannot say this is a quarterback problem. It, do- it That doesn't make sense. It's actually wrong. It's factually wrong, and I will prove it in any stat that you can come up with. Other in than ACC maybe- play, yeah. in ACC play, uh, just to, to make your point, 15 total TDs for Willis, three interceptions. Yeah. In, in, in ACC, you know, like conference games, 15 total touchdowns, three picks. Yeah. So what's the attrition on the offense? There is none. There's almost none. And the defense... A, little bit, a couple offensive linemen. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess and what? We lost the defense is down to their third string, practically. Okay. So, <laughs> like, like, so to say that this is, on the, this is all the defense's fault uh, is wrong. Because they're... And I'm not saying that it, like, it, they shouldn't be able to have that depth. Like, I would love to have the depth. I'd love to be Clemson or I'd love to be, like, Alabama. We're not. So we don't have the depth to go to our third string and still be as productive as we would. Especially not this year. Right. On the offense, we haven't lost that much. Okay? The offense was supposed to carry, and we said it. You go back and listen to our preview, okay, of the entire season. Listen to everybody's preview of the entire season. The whole goal this year was for the offense finally to to cover for the defense's faults. Um, and you can listen to anybody. You can read anything. If you go back and you look at it, that was the whole premise of this season. And it We're hasn't come it, their end of the and it hasn't come to fruition. And yeah. so, yeah, I know the defense looks bad. 
No shit, it looks bad. You've lost pretty much everybody. Like, I want to send Pete into the game because there's nobody else that can play at left tackle. Like, like I don't want to like- tackle Quadro Olson, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, <right> <laughs> like, it's just... So that is very, very frustrating. So nobody is like trying to pin it on anybody else. I'm just saying that the defense has lost three, four, five-fold what's happened on the offense side of the ball. And the offense was supposed to be the side that carried it, and they haven't lost nearly anything in comparison to what the defense has. And they're not producing at the level that I think they should be. And they're actually and it's year three of that system of, you know, same coaches. Nothing's changed in that department on the offensive side of the ball. So what uh, what's the deal? What's the deal with the offense, as Jerry Seinfeld would say? <laughs> Uh, this season is is teetering. If it hasn't already, it is teetering on the brink of disaster. Disaster being bowl ineligibility and a loss have, to UVA, and and a loss to UVA. So both are individual disasters, but um, you know they're they're not mutually exclusive necessarily. So. If I'm betting, I'm I'm betting on UVA. Absolutely. Like if I care about just money, like you know, like. <laughs> And I don't care about. I, th- my I mean, allegiance. with the way it looks now, there, there's no, there's been nothing in five weeks that would make you bet actual money on Virginia Tech. Other, you, I mean, we, we other make the, the rivalry we, we, game, yeah. like throw it out the well, yeah records out. And all I that mean, pool. if UVA is favored by twenty four, you know, I might throw something down on on Tech, but I'd still be a little bit worried <laughs> after last weekend. Yeah, uh, but it's. Don't we talk about making the picks? We talked about it last week. When we're picking against the spread, these we pick them, and, and like we pick them with if we had to bet on the game. But trust me, there has been no money laid down on Virginia Tech. I laid <laughs> no money. money. I laid money on Virginia Tech this past weekend. I didn't tell. No, you did not. I did. I didn't tell anybody. I actually went. You know, uh, I I went we, seven. It, I went seven for eight this past weekend. And guess what? My eight was. No, Virginia Tech. Really? Yeah, and I—that was my. Well, big... I mean, I, I, I felt good. Like I, like if if it was if someone asked me, "Hey Pete, you got a ten dollar bill in your pocket?" And you're like, "Yeah, do you want to put it on Tech this weekend?" Yeah, sure. I would have I would have done it, but you know, I don't I don't really bet online. I only bet if I go to the casino, and I purposely stayed away because I I it was too risky for my blood to actually play it. But I did feel good. I put on Twitter like we're gonna beat Pitt this weekend. I real. I firmly believed it, and it was like a cold slap in the face when I saw that score. Yeah, and I, I think it's a good transition to the game that we have this weekend that we're yeah. going to because um, I expected a bounce back. I expected people on this team to be angry about getting embarrassed, like angry the, and Bud's defense to be you know um, really upset. And... Uh, I did. I didn't. I didn't see that, and I. I brought it yeah. up to you, and we'll transition this into the Miami game because I think it's important. And I can't remember. I'll go back through Twitter or whatever the hell I need to do. It, there was, I think it was uh, one of the defensemen for, and I sent this to you from Pitt that said they walked by uh, the Virginia Tech sideline, and after they walked by pregame, when everybody was just kind of warming up, they said, "Yeah, they they don't have a chance. We're going to win this game." And that's frightening. Like, I, honestly, that that is frightening. And they basically were like, yeah, we there's no chance we're going to lose this game. And then you watch the game after that, 
knowing that already because I had to rewatch the game and I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, we had no business even like the score actually was more in our favor than it should have been because they should have, we stopped them. They fumbled at the end zone that we got back and they probably should have scored two more touchdowns at least. Uh, and, yeah, and it is okay to lose to Pitt on the road when they are playing well. They have been playing well since September, but it is not okay to do absolutely nothing to give them record-setting rushing performances. It is, it's not okay. You can go up there and lose as long as you compete. They didn't compete. They didn't come close. So what are we going to see against Miami? Are, are we going to see a team that wants to compete against another team that is struggling? I mean, Miami's lost four in a row. We've lost four of five. This is the who sucks worst bowl. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to see, but at least Miami is competing like all their four losses, their four in a row to ACC teams, they've been within two scores. Three were within one score. They really should have. They could have beat UVA. They probably should have. They should have beat Duke if it wasn't for turnovers. They could have beat Georgia Tech just last week if it wasn't for turnovers. They've turned the ball over nine times on this four-game skid. Ah. So it, it, it's a little bit of turnover luck for Miami right now. They're not actually as bad as this four-game losing streak. No, I agree with that. And they have a really good defense. They do, and I think we can all uh, agree with that, and that's why we're going to lose this game. Like, I, I've lost. I hope that I get slapped in the face by all the players, uh, you know, that, that just come around and they want to, like, prove something that we're not as bad as we've been told. We're not as bad as we played against Georgia Tech. We're not as bad as we played against Pitt, and they come out at home while we're there. We're going to be in the stands and really smack Miami in the face. I think think this is going to be more like uh, the Miami game that I had to sit through uh, a while back. And they, they're they better than their record, and we might even be worse than our record. And I don't know how to actually say that, but I, I think we actually are worse than our record because if you kind of meld it all together, we've probably played an easier schedule. Than, than even they have. At we least. played a really easy schedule, and we are still sucking, <laughs> like really bad. I want to look up that 2014 Virginia Tech game against Miami because that was the last time I think I felt like I did today where I left that game, I think it was 30-6, to six, so a very similar margin. It was at home. So like we were there, call, both of us call that about a wash. Right. Yeah. Um, and I felt like this team has no direction. They have no idea what they're doing. Uh, and there was rumors of fights in the locker room between Leffler and Bud. And it, it was a full meltdown. Yeah. You were there with me. That's right. And that's how I feel today. That team went to a bowl. Obviously every team has for the last 25 years. And and they came back that season with a little bit of fight. The difference is Frank isn't there. There's no steady state to go back to. We don't and and this defense is unlike any year's defense. E- even the defense that t- Duke Johnson tore up, it, it was far better. Far better and far more veteran than the defense we have today. So I just I remember that game and like we talked I think we even talked about it last week where like that was the hopeless feeling, but at least there was like, Frank's going to retire soon. We'll get some young blood in here. So let's just look forward to that. 
We don't have that. This is a new coach. This is a fairly new staff. And it's it's feeling that same hopeless feeling. I don't know if we can write the ship versus Miami. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this game because, quite frankly, they need to. Um, they it, uh, there's not there's not much I need to say other than they need to go out and prove themselves. They have Miami has a terrible terrible quarterback situation. That's the only thing that's going in our favor. The only problem is. We have a terrible, terrible defensive back situation, and that's the only thing going in their favor. <laughs> like, it's so um, our worst position group, I think, after watching what happened, I, I guess when I really kind of like put it all into like perspective, it was the pass against uh, Waller and 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 the game um, against uh, Pitt, obviously, where he didn't actually know where the ball was. He didn't know where the field was. I don't know if he knew where the stands were and he's just flailing and it was just that easy. So what they're, what's scary is you're not immediately saying that our DBs are the worst group because you actually, I mean, it's not the linebackers. They, they've got yeah. a lot of like young blood and promise, but the D line with how devastated they've been and decimated, um, it, it, it's been trash. Quite yeah. frankly, it's it's been awful. So the fact that we can't even like pinpoint it and say, oh yeah, the DBs are the worst, which they probably are, is scary because that means the D line's not that far off. Well, we went up against two really good rushing attacks, so that's the only thing that like I I, I kind of can three. like oh well three yes. So and I'm not trying to like exonerate them from like you know being responsible for this. I'm just saying that our that doesn't really, first of all, we don't get pressure anymore. And when we do, it's kind of at random times. And it's usually sometimes allowed by the, the offense because they're trying to set something else up. Uh, and it's almost looked yeah. like it's designed pressure by them. Um, but um, the number one problem with Miami has been the quarterback situation. And they can navigate that against us pretty easily. So yes, that is scary so um i'll cut to the chase i don't want to go through all of this our team needs to write the ship before i'm going to do a full review on this i think we are going to lose this game at home unless the team finds something like grab onto something grab onto some heart and play for something but right now they don't look like they're playing for shit so um, or they fall ass backwards into like three turnovers, yeah. which Miami has been turning the ball over. We get a kickoff return. We get two turnovers and you, you kind of, <laughs> you, you kind of fake it till you make it. And at the end of the game, maybe like Willis throws a couple touchdown passes and we can win, you know, but can we, this is a, the number 10 defense in S and P plus, it's number three in yards per play, this defense. So how many points can we even expect when we've just talked about how terrible the offense has been, well, how in, inefficient and how like uncreative, or I don't even know if that's a word, hmm. but with how bad it's been, how, how many points can we even expect to score against what, even though it's been deteriorating their last four games and they built up stats against some bad teams, but they're number one in front seven havoc, Miami. They're number one in tackles for loss per game. You know, this this is a really tough defense. So can we score 24 points? No. I think that's wishful thinking. 
Well, and we have don't we have people's returning like our punts now at this point? Like and he did an okay job at, at no, return, that's I uh, no, I'm not I'm not judging what he did because he actually did a really good job. If you actually look at the stats, my point is is like that's what we've come to. Like mm-hmm. our top running back is now having to, and that's not he's one of the five players that's showing heart and an effort. Exactly. So I'm not mocking him whatsoever. I'm saying he's yeah. doing a really good job, but that's what we've come to is you know. We're just putting the people that actually, whether it's talent or actually still care, I don't know what it is. And I don't claim to you know, know everything that's going on in the locker rooms, but we're, we're basically at the point that we're just putting people in the positions that like we think that they actually still care. And I think there's mm-hmm. also some people on the team that don't care anymore. Um, and... I'll never call out names whatsoever on on that side of things, but there there are there are some people that I think don't care, and there are just some people that are just so young and green that they're just learning on the fly. And then we have this kind of intermediary where expedient, like there's like some experienced players, but they're not great. And then we have some really high end talent and. All of that just like sums up and you divide by four and you have a below average team. And that's what we got right now. And that's, it's, it's okay. It's hard for us to all to swallow, but that's, it sucks. It's okay, but it's not, it's not, it's not okay what happened last weekend. You can't, you can't lose at 30 points to pit. You just, you cannot well, the, the yardage was bad. But, I mean, everything was bad. The ODU, I, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying the sum of all the season is probably what we should have all expected. What we shouldn't have expected was the amount of yardage from Pitt, the amount of yardage from GT, and then the loss to ODU. Yeah. It, it's Miami, let's just get back to this. Mediocre offense, great defense. If Nikosi Perry, the freshman, he's a redshirt freshman, if he can give them a good game at quarterback, like we have absolutely no shot because Travis Homer is a great player. Uh, DJ Dallas has been putting it on the ground, but he's another really good running back. Their wide receivers, decent. They've got a five-star tight end who has four touchdowns. Uh, the skill talent's there. The question is QB play. And if, if we can stifle their offense and make it a 13-10 to 10 game, you know, we, but like, does anyone think we could hold someone to 10 points right now? No, I mean, that's impossible. They, like, I don't know how they did what they did against Duke. We, we had a few more hands on deck then. Um, but I still don't know how we did it in retrospect. Cause Duke is like seven and three or something. They're, they're having a fantastic season. Uh, linebackers from Miami are good. Willis could, He's going to, I mean, their pass defense is great. If you look at their S&P plus numbers, um, finding the holes is not going to be easy. They have a defensive tackle who has 17 tackles for loss. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Willis. Like it's uh it's a, it's a dangerous group of guys, but collectively they're not playing very well. So at least there is that if you're, if you're trying to find hope, Miami isn't playing well, they're, they're competing but there's questions about Mark Richt. You want to talk about a fan base having angst. We have angst. Miami's like three times as much as they thought they were going to be competing for the playoff, and they're five and five. Yeah. We we had no such hopes, and um, you know we're four and five. Yeah. So so they're having a much like worse season on the uh, on the margin of what they expected. 
but um, both teams struggling. And and but but you're seeing fight from Miami. I only saw fight in UNC and uh, against BC. In our last five games, there's the only games where I've seen fight for 60 minutes. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. All right, what do you want to do now? Do you want to just uh, final thought and sign off? Do you want to do picks? What do you want to do? I don't have any final thoughts. We're gonna get fucking thrashed. I'm not, that's not a joke. The line is four and a half to Miami right now. Yeah, and I um, think so. You're gonna take Miami. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Miami in in this game. I am also gonna take Miami. I, I there's, I, I'm gonna take Miami. Hope for the reverse jinx. But like, if you've watched Tech, um, we we we've moved past the like. They're backed into a corner and they're going to come out and fight. Like that was what we were twice. <laughs> and, uh, and so like if we do beat Miami, it's because we got two picks. We got a fumble. We got a block punt. We, you know, that it would be because of a bunch of extracurricular, you know, things that can't be quantified type stuff that, you know, like luck factor type stuff. Um, we're due for some of that. But you got to take Miami against the points. Pitt at Wake, six points to Pitt. Do you have a pick there? Yeah, I'll take Pitt. I think they're going to roll off of the uh, excitement and the fact that they steamrolled us. So, um, yeah, Wake got a big win too. They beat NC State, but I am also going to take Pitt uh, minus six. NC State is playing Louisville. NC State sixteen and a half point favorites on the road. I'm taking NC State. Uh. <laughs> Louisville just fired its coach, so uh, yeah, they're gonna get the fire the coach dead cat bounce. Yeah, they, they always seem yeah, it worked for uh, Ohio State, but uh, the um, <laughs> or not fired, but uh, let go uh, for a period yeah, of time. Yeah. Leave. Uh, I'm gonna go the same direction. NC State. That's just yeah, too much for them to overcome. Here's a good game: Syracuse at Notre Dame. Syracuse uh, going. This is in. What Yankee Stadium, right? And so Notre Dame ten points. This point is favorites. the stupid outfit game. Yes, the, Notre Dame is wearing Yankees themed uniforms. That is uh, that is wild stuff. Uh, I'm gonna take Syracuse. Oh, I like that. That's a good pick. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm starting to get on the Notre Dame train, so I'm gonna roll with it. They're, I mean, with the new quarterback since they once since well, since he's been in, they are destroying teams. Not, I mean, it's not like Clemson destroying, but they're doing they're doing well. Next game, BC at FSU. And this line is the most like unusual line I've seen. You've got a BC team who's had a fantastic year. They are only favored by one and a half in Tallahassee. Yeah. Uh, and BC's going to destroy I, I, them. I think BC's quarterback is out and maybe A.J. Dillon too. Oh, really? They're both – I think A.J. Dillon's probable. Brown is questionable. Oh, that, that kind of screws everything up. But um, but still one and a half. I mean, FSU's I'm been still, awful. So, I'm actually going to take BC there. I think they're trying to give it too much love that the fact that it's home that they're out. BC's still done well when they were in trouble. I mean, like they, I don't know. I'm going to go with BC. Okay, I'm going to take just because that line is so wonky. Like it makes no sense to me why FSU would be that close. I'm taking FSU. I feel like Vegas knows something. 
UVA at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech seven-point favorites. I feel like that's a lot of points, but at the same time, Georgia Tech's been rolling on offense. Just they did the two pass thing to uh, to UNC last week, where they like threw two passes and had like two long bomb touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to take Georgia Tech to cover the seven against UVA. Yeah, I'll take UVA. Um, I'll keep things e- I'll keep things easy and making money for everybody on uh, on the line. So uh, that's that's all the I can last think. game we're going to pick is Duke at Clemson. Clemson, 28-point favorites. Who do you got? Um, so Clemson's like what? Like they've scored like 150 to like 18 or something stupid. The stats are ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson there. I'm going to take Duke, but I don't feel good. Wasn't last week a push for Clemson? Did they push? Was it 20 points? Because they won 27-7. to 7. Yeah, I think we might have picked it at twenty. That might be right. I, I would imagine that's probably right, but um, I haven't. I didn't look back at the score. I haven't, the college I football playoff play. rankings are out. This is we're recording this on Tuesday night, so the new rankings are out. Nothing, uh, nothing new at the top. Uh, West Virginia is nine this week. Syracuse still twelve. BC twenty. Boise State slips in at 25. Um, I don't think there's anything else to speak of here. Pitt did not pop into the college football playoff rankings, in case you were wondering. And, yeah, I think that's UCF at 11, If, if just because people I know are concerned about the group of five teams and how much love they get. They're still at 11, so not in the top 10 for UCF. They are playing Cincinnati, though, who's also ranked at 24 this weekend. So that's actually going to be a good game and might be able to pop UCF up if they can win. Not unless uh, Notre Dame or Michigan or, well, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma, and even if Oklahoma screws up, then um, then WVU will get in. Guess what? WVU will get in. Uh, there's no way that UCF will ever get Who's in. Who's WVU playing this weekend? Uh, I don't know, Pete. I haven't been paying attention. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have asked. I have a bunch <laughs> I they're probably I'm just wondering because they have to have like a, a t- oh wait it's, it's, like it's TCU, Oklahoma State I think or yeah somebody like that so uh, long story short it's their next well I know I'll yeah, probably say at, this at OK State yeah. at OK State yeah and uh, they're four and a half point favorites yeah so they'll win that game I think I don't know man Gundy. I know I like I uh, well <laughs> Gundy's not actually uh, doing so well right now uh, given some of his. <laughs> Stupid he comments. Didn't like his snowflake comment. Yeah, that worked out well. But anyway, let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's 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 wrap it up. Um, I am excited. I'm gonna drive down. We're gonna uh, stop at your place. Then we'll make the rest of the way to Blacksburg on Friday. Yeah, uh, you get gonna to see be the baby. Fun. You get to see the baby girl finally. I know. I finally get to see the baby. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, and which I'm surprised it hasn't worked out that way. But I finally get to see the baby. I've seen plenty of pictures. <laughs> And then we'll roll down. We'll hit uh, maybe Hokey House, PKs, Tots, and we like we said last week. Make sure to send us a you know a message on Twitter or email or whatever, and we'll try to meet up. We will hopefully do a Facebook Live here or there, giving our thoughts on how the weekend's going, <laughs> if our thoughts have changed on the game. Um, 
you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know how packed the stands will be, but I know me and you will be warm in that club level drinking beer. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to sit in the seats. I think we'll just be up in the club box and uh, drinking beer. And uh, they had the the shoots IPA last time I was there oh, nice. and uh, fresh squeezed. So, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm not sorry because our team is uh, not very good. So I plan on sitting up there, even if you're in the stands uh, and I'll be uh, drinking a few beers, but I'm, I'm honestly, it's weird. And somebody sent a message and was like, you know, and I responded, I'm actually kind of happy just to go enjoy a game. Like, I don't care. Like, there's nothing on the line here. I yeah, want if we lose, like, it's, I'm going to be bummed, but it's like, that. what did I expect after the last few weeks? Yeah. And it's been, I know that's a weird thing to say for, especially for two people that are diehard fans like we are, but it's actually a little bit of relief right now because um, it's been so bad that I can just go in and just enjoy football for once. Just And I, I don't want anyone to be mistaken. Like, we we obviously, like, we really want the team to win. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're going to the game. We're making a long trip. Like, my trip's like seven and a half hours from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I, I <laughs> we want them to win. We want them to win really, really badly. But we're coming to grips with the fact that our defense is decimated and the offensive coordinator doesn't have a clue. Okay. So it's this is where we're at. We're we're praying for a win and that we can see us. It would be great to be there when we turn it around. Uh, it really would be. I would love it. I, I believe me, and that's why I keep saying I'd love the W, but I'm just not going to stress myself out if it does turn into a loss. I like I refuse to at this point because it just doesn't look that great on the field right now so and be, uh, be careful of the um of your surrender cobras if you're up in the corners of the stadiums because espn or whatever channel this game's gonna be on will find you uh, so just beware uh don't look too depressed don't read a book with your shirt off like the guy at florida state or you will be a meme just because there's going to be so much space just be careful all right 2 dvt on Twitter, 2DVT, on Instagram, 2DVT at gmail.com, and 2DVT.com is our website. Robbie is still tracking all the stats for you guys, and I'm sure it's been painstaking as hell the last three weeks. It's been, well, you'd be surprised if you look at them. So uh, it's uh, been pretty much in line. But uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, suffering yeah. through. If you're still uh, listening, yeah, thank you. Not only to this podcast, but to minute, you know, you know, we're at an hour somewhere in the podcast. So if you're still listening after three straight losses, four to five losses, hour and such in the podcast, we appreciate you more than you know. <laughs> and until next time, go Hokies.